Welcome to Over the Hump, the podcast that aims to provide you with a dose of midweek motivation to finish your week off strong. I'm your host, Christopher Morgan. Please feel free to call me Chris. And this is episode number seven, Choice, Change, and Emotional Messengers. I am very excited that I have the honor and opportunity to have a great discussion on choice change and emotional messengers with Kay Preston, who is a health coach and wellness uh, wellness consultant. Now, Kay is someone that I've known and that I've had the pleasure of knowing, knowing for um, just under two decades. And um, she's a fantastic individual and has so much to offer. Um, she started off her career as uh, an interior designer and a design manager and had some fantastic clients and really found some amazing success. And even with all that, she knew that it was time to make a change and head in another direction that would um, not just give her financial stability, but um, actually just give her stability as a as a person all around. Um, so without further ado, um, here's the conversation. We're going to jump right in. So this is episode number seven, everybody. I'm very excited. Uh, the person that is that I'm going to be speaking with is someone that is near and dear to my heart and someone that I've learned for quite a long time. Uh, but instead of me doing the overall introduction, I think I'll just leave it up to um, my good friend, Kay Preston, who is uh, an interior designer and health and wellness professional. So how are you doing today, Kay? Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, you know, I think um, leading up to this, I'll just let everybody know, um, Kay and I have um, recently reconnected after quite some time, and we've had very many profound conversations since that uh, time we had reconnected. Um, And, you know, after the last one, I just figured we might as well just you know, turn this into one of the podcast episodes, because I believe that, um, you know, from your experiences, and um, just from the profound knowledge that you have from really two professions, what you have to offer the community is, is truly something of beauty. And I feel like people listening today will be able to take something that you say and apply it to their lives in any capacity. Um, so with that said, Kay, if you would uh, do us the honors of just, um, you know, introducing yourself, just let us know who you are and what you do. Um, brilliant. Okay. Well, and I think part of those those conversations was a lot about, um, it's difficult for me at the moment to really have an elevator pitch um, because there are two professions, health coaching and wellness and interior design that don't necessarily, um, they're not two professions you necessarily think of that go together right away. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Um, so yeah, so basically what I do is um, I'm now, I'm, I'm a coach. I've retrained as a, as a health coach and a wellness consultant. And basically what I want to do is I empower people to find clarity, um, to really create their best lives. And I do that through creating really strong mindsets, building healthy foundations of healthy habits, mm-hmm. um, and also then designing supportive environments. So um, which I just think is, is really key to the whole thing as well. So those three things, um, which is amazing because then I didn't actually have to give up my design background. I was able to work that in, which was really, really important for me. No, that's fantastic. And like you said, it's at first thought, you wouldn't intuitively put those two things together. 
or probably not even in the same sentence, health and wellness and interior design. But um, obviously you were able to do that. So maybe if you can just outline for everybody how you ended up stumbling upon that and what your journey looked like to get there. Absolutely. So, uh, so I've been... Uh, I still can't bring myself to say I was yet, actually, which is really funny. So um, I, I was an interior design um, designer for 15 years. Um, I practiced professionally, uh, mostly commercial and retail, um, mm -hmm. actually. So not, um, not a lot of residential at all. I worked mostly with corporate clients. Um, and then I also kind of went from um, interior design into more design management. And that was kind of my path um, managing really large clients, uh, working with incredible teams, incredible designers internationally, working with some really big name clients actually, um, Bloomingdale, Selfridges, Harrods, to name a few. Um, so if I'm honest, it wasn't necessarily the easiest um, path to give up mm -hmm. for that reason. And I appreciate now there was a lot of ego involved in that, that I was working with these amazing clients and these amazing design teams. Um, so that definitely was part of that. And it was, it had become a part of my identity without realizing it. But I knew deep down that it wasn't the full picture, that this isn't what I wanted for forever. Um, and I actually, so in my search of, of wanting to, what was kind of my next step, knowing that retail, I, I really wanted to get out of that sector. Um, <laughs> wasn't really sure what I could do. I thought maybe I would pivot more into office design. Uh, and then I came across what they call WELL. Now WELL is an accreditation. Um, so I'm actually a WELL accredited, accredited professional as well. Terrible sentence, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I haven't found a really good way to say that. Um, but basically it gives designers, engineers, architects um, a criteria to work with so that they can design um, environments that, are, that benefit the occupants' well-being and their health. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just thought this was a fascinating field. I thought I'd always had this, this idea that our spaces could really affect the way that we felt. Um, but now here I was faced with this criteria um, that actually proved it. And there's science, it's science backed. And, um, and I just thought this is fantastic. And when I studied that a couple of years ago, that was kind of my first transition from retail design, um, design management, crossing over into this idea of I could use design as a tool uh, to support our well-being. And that was just so exciting for me. Um, and then that was really being used and, and still is actually mostly in office design. Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't, I think they're doing pilot projects at the moment in other sectors. It hasn't quite filtered through in the same way, but they've started with office design. And I just thought, again, how important to, to support um, people's well-being in the office. It was just huge for me. So that was kind of the, the beginnings of, yeah. of how this kind of came about. Um, and I started yet yeah, two years ago and I was thinking, okay, design for well-being. What could that look like? What could I do around that space? Um, but for some reason, it just didn't feel like the full picture for me. Mm -hmm. And I was doing my own healing journey at the same time. And I was diving more into health and wellness. And the more I learned, the more it was kind of, okay, I think this is a thing. I think our environments could really actually support our healthy habits, support our goals. And I started to kind of 
just get a little bit deeper, I think, for me anyways, and, and kind of create this whole, almost like a really holistic uh, version of it. And then I came across health coaching. So again, it all happened really organically. If you had asked me two years ago, was I going to be a health coach? I wouldn't have said yes. You know, yeah. I was still very much, I'm an interior designer first. This is who I am. This is what I do. I, I want to incorporate well-being, but you know, I wasn't quite there yet. So it, mm -hmm. it all happened incredibly organically. And then, um, yeah, training as a health coach, that was, that was the missing piece for me. And that's where I understood a lot more about health, but also about setting goals and mindsets. And, and then it was that idea of, oh my goodness, could I introduce myself as a coach first? Am I ready for this? <laughs> it's like, actually, I'm going to coach people through, you know, creating strong mindsets and healthy habits and then supportive environments. I'm not going to design them. You know, it was, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, a, it was a big step for me, but um, I think we're there. I think we're there. Okay. Fantastic. And there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I want to start with something that you said that I think is truly powerful because you said, you, what you had been doing for 15 years, which was interior design, had become a part of your identity. And that's such a powerful word because, you know, identity, that's that's who you are. That's what you do. That's what you present to the world and the universe around you. And that had changed. So I'm just curious if you can maybe walk us through that a little bit, because, you know, once you, as an adult, once you have a firm understanding of what your identity is to then face that and then change it because you knew it wasn't right. How did you know that you had to do that? What were those cues for you? Right. So, and this is where for me, my healing journey ran right alongside this. Okay. Um, and this is really what opened this up for me. And it was this idea that I was burnt out. Mm. I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was not living a healthy lifestyle. I had low energy. I was cr chronic stress. Um, it, it was this moment in my life where I just felt like my body was crying out. Mm -hmm. You can't live like this anymore. You can't work like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I just like to, just for those uh, out there who aren't, as familiar with the design industry, it is incredibly fast paced, high pressured, especially when you're working internationally with big teams, uh, big clients, it's, there's a lot of deadlines. Um, mm -hmm. It is that type of industry. And there was a point in my career where I thrived on pressure and mm -hmm. deadlines. I was that type of person and I think you really need to be. Um, but it was this idea when I moved a bit more into design management that there was something about it that it just, it wasn't aligning with me. I was exhausted and I just mm -hmm. thought, and I'm the type of person that will put more than a hundred percent into something. That's just, that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. So it was, as I said, I was burnt out my body. It was almost like it was crying and actually at one point yelling at me that this is not your path. You need to change. And it was kind of in that moment in my healing journey where I had to really listen because I was heading for an absolute 
well, I like to call them breakthroughs in life, but um, I was heading for, for my breakthrough number two, uh, <laughs> I think actually. Um, so I had to listen. I absolutely had to listen and um, yeah, take notice to what my body was saying. Yeah. And I think, you know, everything that you said was just so profound because, um, you know, once you couple the, the power of the word identity and then the power of everything that revolves around exhaustion, imagine identity is being, imagine being exhausted from being like imagine. And I completely agree with you because, you know, I can say this and we've had many talks about this as well, Kay, where, you know, I decided for myself to make a, a very sharp left turn, you know, and do something that I felt really spoke to my spirit as well, too. It is so easy to get caught up in the everyday and then you start to accept things that may not even resonate with you. And that's when it becomes a part of your identity and a part of you being. And, you know, you said something also very powerful there, you know, I was put in a place where I had to stop and listen and, you know, not to say that I disagree, I, but I, I would like to um, congratulate you, I guess, on, on making that choice. Cause I do believe that it's a choice. I believe that, you know, when you just get caught up in the everyday and you're just, you're just doing what it is that you do without thinking about it, it becomes habit and it takes over your entire life. And it takes a lot to kind of put your plant, your foot in the soil to stop the spinning and then move in another direction. So I think that's a choice that you have to make because, you know, I think we live in a world where a lot of us might, um, the idea of our bodies or our minds or our hearts or our spirits crying. I think we've gotten used to that being our everyday, not to sound melodramatic. Um, but I think that's just a great nugget of wisdom there in terms of, you know, it doesn't have to be like that unless if you want it to, you know, this is something that you can, you can, you can stop and you can go in another direction. Now it might take work, but it starts with you making the decision to say the state that I'm in is not okay. And I just wanted to reiterate that because I think that's such a, such a powerful thing that you let us in on. Um, and I guess now that you've made some of these changes and it's, it's so funny, you know, as, as whether or not you believe in, you know, a certain religion or God or whatever it is, I believe that there's great value in, in being spiritual. The spirit is something that can't be denied. Right. And it's so funny that when you open up your mind, heart and spirit to just, listening to yourself and understanding what it is that you feel that you need to do for the future, just listening to that, things automatically start to open up for you down the line. So it's funny how your one journey began in one way, you made a conscious decision to listen to yourself. And now things have just started to unfold. And now here you are, it happened very organically, which I think is, is beautiful and a perfect example of, of, of how life actually is if we choose to open our eyes to it. Uh, but I do have a question for you. So now that you're here in this present moment on this present journey or at this place in your journey, how do you know it's the right place? Now, yeah, that is an excellent. I know that's an excellent <laughs> question. And um, yeah, and I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said. It, it, it is a conscious choice and it was a conscious choice for me to go, I don't want to live like this anymore. This isn't the right path for me. Um, it absolutely was a decision in that moment to finally listen. Um, and I appreciate that that's not everyone feels they can or 
feels they know how or feels they're in a position to do that for many, many reasons. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you've just said. It, 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 it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I know, well, I think it was that idea. So on this journey, it was really the peeling back of the layers. So yeah. it was, and when I mean layers, I mean, it's all of these layers that we build up over time. So that could mm-hmm. be um, past traumas. It could be patterns of behaviors. It could be our limiting beliefs. It, it you know, we, we build up all this stuff. And then it, from a physical world, it could be emotional eating. Like what are we actually nourishing or not nourishing ourselves with? And it's all of these layers. So that was part of my process. So I needed to be able to really look at my, or listen to my thoughts, right? So that was kind of one of those steps, listening to my thoughts and really figuring out, working through those stories, what I was saying to myself, what was ego, what was, what was my inner critic, what, what was true and what was just a story I was telling myself. So I really had to work through those. I had to listen to my emotions for possibly the first time, not shove them down, not try and get distracted and make them go away, not I was a big emotional eater, so I know all about that. Uh, just, you know, eating whatever I could so I didn't have to deal with, with the emotion, right? So I had to really, because I believe that emotions are messengers. They, ha- they are here. They come up within us, something to tell us. And not convinced by this whole good emotions, bad emotions thing. We, we all want to strive for the good and, and the bad, make them go away in our society. It's very much, okay, well, if I feel anger, there's a reason for that. And it's like, what is that anger telling me? And for me, it was a lot of boundary setting. You know, every time a boundary was broken, I was getting angry, but I had to feel that in my body. I had to, where was I feeling that? Like, oh, the tightness in my chest. You know, you get a physical reaction if you're willing to sit with those and messengers as I kind of think of them now. So it was my thoughts, it was my emotions, and then it was the physical. So really, again, just peeling back those layers, it was, okay, I've got really low energy, you know, lack of focus, my skin, um, for me, it really shows up on my skin, Um, sensitivities to different food. Like I was finding that wheat was a real problem for me, but again, I had to listen. I was starting to get like inflammation in my joints and only through the health coaching process. So like, oh, well, you can go on, you know, try an elimination diet. And for those who aren't familiar with that, it's, you know, I really high level. It's, it's about cutting out certain foods and kind of really taking notice and then reintroducing them back in. That's a very simplified version of that. But so I, I did that and I journaled every day and I was just, it, it was so fascinating that connection when I was journaling between my physical body, what was happening, taking food out, reintroducing it, and just really connecting with myself and noticing all these little things. I'm like, this is incredible. And after taking weed out, I'm like, my joints feel fine. This is amazing. Whether that's what it was, but you know, it, it was that noticing and being super present and mindful with what was going on. Um, but I think it's so easy to ignore all of the things I've just said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it was a process for me, again, peeling back layers. And so at the very beginning of my journey, I couldn't hear a thing. 
I would not have been able to tell you that my joints felt inflamed. I, you know, I'm pretty positive two years ago, I, something else would have been in the way of that, mm -hmm. that symptom. You know what I mean? And so it was as I peeled everything back, that process went on that journey. Then I finally got to a place and this is, sorry, that was a long answer to your question, but I can finally sit here in this place after peeling back so many layers and go, okay, I can hear now. And how do I know that this is right for me? Because my body's not screaming anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so the place I started from with my body saying enough is enough. It's not doing that anymore. It's, it's filled with energy. It's, it, it wants to get up in the morning. Do you know how much eat? I was never a morning person, ever, 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 my whole entire life. I wake up at six now. I'm like, boom, let's get this done. You know, mm -hmm. if that's not a sign for somebody who was a self-proclaimed night owl, I do not know what is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think oh, there's so much good in there to unpack. And I think, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where you do have to constantly look at um, and be mindful of, and I like everything that you said, because it's, it's truly, you've truly given everybody a strategy, a, um, a way, a tactic in, in, in order to, um, be tangibly mindful about things that are impacting their, their sense of being. And I think that's important. So it truly was a journey of you saying, this is how I feel. This is how I am right now. What were some of those things that led to me being how I feel right now? You know, and I guess in essence, the answer uh, to the question is, how do you know? I mean, like you said, your body's not screaming. You feel a lot more balanced, uh, but you wouldn't have got there without peeling back those layers and actually taking note and taking inventory of what you're consuming versus what comes out of you and versus how you are. And I think that's actually a very, very important lesson. And I think that's something that... Um, you know, everybody listening can, can um, use in their daily lives, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you everybody for tuning in to part one of Choice Change and Emotional Messengers. Um, as you all know, the purpose of this podcast is to be able to listen to it and pull some things away from it that will help you finish your week off strong. Um, that's why it's called Over the Hub. Now, I wanted to recap some things that had been discussed um, that I think you can really just take and apply starting today. And the subject of peeling away the layers and how to go about doing that by journaling. You know, this is something that I've discussed in um, previous episodes, the power of just writing things down. Um, so what I want to suggest to everybody is... Um, you know, and I want to preface this by saying that, you know, this type of journal doesn't necessarily have to be something so, so deep. Um, you know, it can be a little bit more surface, but here are the specifics about what you want to um, account for in your journal. You want to talk about, um, you know, what you're consuming in terms of what you're eating, um, what you're viewing on social media, and what you're watching on TV. You want to take note of the time that you wake up and the time that you've went to bed. And then you also have to take note of how you felt. Okay. As you do that, you should start to see patterns of behaviors that are helping contribute to the way that you feel and your current state of mind. We all know that motivation and the waves of motivation, um, how to keep 
those how to keep the motivation and keep those those waves high it's not um it's not a one-sided approach you really do have to take a, a holistic view and approach to um, who you are and what you do and those things will help feed you uh, to be able to finish your week off strong so definitely if you if you don't have any form of a journal i would encourage i would encourage you to uh, go ahead and do that because once you unlock those patterns that's the beginning of making change it starts with awareness take care